The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Good morning, Mark. You found Financial Food for Thought. You've got Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell. I thought this was... Is it too early to play this music? No, not at all. I said even people in my neighborhood have had Christmas lights on in the evening for the last couple weeks. I thought, well, why not? So this is our annual Thanksgiving show. Actually, it's being recorded on Thanksgiving Eve, you know, due to everybody's, including the studio schedule, over the weekend. So normally, Carrie, it's our Black Friday, you know, show, mm-hmm. right? So this, although this, there's still Black Friday, well, yeah, this year I'm calling it Black Plague Friday show. Don't do that. I'm sure there's still people shopping. I'm still. I know we're recording this early, so I'm still planning my kids. We've never done Black Shopping Friday. I figure it's going to be less busy this year, so I think I will probably. Well, we've got some. We've got some projections on it, Carrie. We'll get along a little bit. It's also time of year where we talk a lot about year-end planning. Hmm. And so uh, um, I've been doing that. If you can always go back and listen to our podcasts and, and catch up on that, we'll maybe do a lot of it today. But uh, Governor DeWine came out with some big news today, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, December 15th, we'll get our first batch. And mm-hmm. we're very excited about that. or in, in the process of you know, planning how that will get out. Uh, it will come out to us in, in different batches uh, from, from then on. And uh, we will be getting it out. So we'll have more information about that as we get closer. But we have a, a date that looks pretty definite, uh, pretty certain. We hope, uh, and uh, things are things are looking a lot a lot better. Okay, so there we go. Uh, uh, you know, so December fifteenth, I think you right. throw out that date. Right, it's going right? to be first respond or yeah, frontline worker, healthcare workers, yeah, which so- it should be. Although they talk about the side effects from this vaccine. You need to be aware of too. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> so right, and, and, and a few weeks ago, right, actually, in the end of October, Ohio, or you know, they announced kind of what the plans they you know provided to the I guess the CDC or whoever right. is doing it. And so, yeah, first up in line is the um, long term care patients and the high risk healthcare workers and first responders. Okay. Second uh, wave would be the healthcare workers and other essential service workers you know, when at high risk for exposure. So I think that would be like if, like working in the grocery store, I would assume. Right. Like carrying, you know, essential workers there. Teachers, school staff, um, older Ohioans, residents with pre-existing conditions, um, people of color, you know, who have been uh, disproportionately harmed by the virus could also be prioritized during phase two. Um, also includes people living in group homes or homeless shelters, people in recovery of substance abuse, people with physical or mental disabilities, inmates in prisons, uh, and some of those groups. Then you get the, the third uh, level phase, right? Right. And that's going to be the young adults, children, and workers in unspecified you know, industries that are critical for the uh, functioning of, of a society. Okay. Well, that's awfully vague. And then the uh, fourth group would be all remaining Ohioans. Okay. Um, so we'll see about that. Um, you, you know that we know who's not getting it right away, Carrie, right? That's the Santa Claus, uh, you know, workers, you know, who play Santa Claus. Okay. On the malls. Did you hear about that? Did you hear Trump's great plan? No. Okay. So you didn't hear about this? No, I did not. All right. So... Uh, there was this big, in, in the Trump administration, there was this big, it wasn't a conspiracy, it wasn't a rumor, but the idea was that, you know, prior to all the good news coming about the vaccines, that they were going to have an experimental group, to you know, as a, as a test group to get the vaccines early, and it was going to be the Santa Claus workers. 
because they're and it was going to be funded by the government. Okay. Because they're the ones that are saying, "What if we? What if we don't have Santa Claus that the, our kids can sit on their laps during the the, the Rona vex, you know, the Rona year?" All right. Um, so apparently, they're you know Santa performers, you know, were going to do this uh, this service. You know, when they do ads on TV and radio and stuff, like public service announcements. Okay. They were going to have all the Santa performers provide, you know, these public service announcements about getting the vaccine. Um, and then in exchange for those messages, they would get the vaccine first. Okay. Okay. Um, mm. uh, so the Department of Health and uh, Services said the Santa plan would be scrapped. And the deal uh, was a brainchild of what they say of Michael Caputo of the um, assistant secretary. Um, you know, um, and, and they, you know, they're wondering if, you know, the, the, the Alex, uh, Azar, you know, he's the, the, you know, the Santa collaboration will not be happening. You know, he's the secretary. So that, that kind of went sideways, Carrie, and then, you know, flared out and died. So apparently, uh, now the, the, I don't know if it's exactly a union, Carrie, but there's some Santa performer organization, you know, that, that, you know, looks out for, you know, the, the Santa performers. Um, and, uh, it's, it's actually a fraternal order, you know, called, you know, something like the bearded Santas or something. Okay. Um, but they were extremely disappointed. Um, this, you know, this was our greatest hype for Christmas 2020 and now it looks like it's not going to happen. So, um, but yeah, but the, the vaccine, so we've got three of them running out there. Right. Right. Now, right? We got the Moderna, we got the Pfizer and we got the AstraZeneca. Right. Right. Uh, right. Uh, Carrie, so are, are you going to be first no, in line? Not even close. I think I'm going to wait a very long time, if ever. Now I'm somebody who believes in vaccinations. I think my kids asked me once cause they have friends that don't vax families, don't vaccinate. And they asked me and I said, you're vaccinated pretty much everything you can be vaccinated however there are i usually wait a year or two till they work out because usually they get better and better i don't take the first line never did with when chicken pox came out or some of the other ones yeah, yeah. no i'm not taking it yeah I, I, anybody I else can have it because you read the side effects i don't know i don't like needles oh uh, no the needle doesn't bother me it's just you know can can they get the vaccine in like in the Christmas cookies? I mean, you know. Well, remember when the H one N one vaccine? It was all nasal. I mean, they yeah. had both. You had the injection or the nasal spray. I mean, if the new green economy can lace our brownies with THC, can't we get the Pfizer vaccine and you know baked into the Christmas cookies? Mm, don't think so. How about Aunt Martha's fruitcake? Yeah, can, I don't can think I, anybody can, eats. Can that, I buy, uh, binge dine on that? That that stuff would kill anything. Um, so yeah, that's going to be the big question. You know, who, how, you know, how much of the public is going to line up for the vaccine? Um, and you know, that'll be interesting. I, I, I guess I'm, I think I'm going to get it. You know, I'm yeah. I, right now I would say I would get it. Right. Um, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm saying I won't get it in any time in the near future. All right. So get us started. All right. Well, regardless, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought, and hopefully you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, even if it's a modified Thanksgiving dinner this year, and you're listening to Financial Food for Thought, and Financial Food for Thought is here to give you helpful information about issues that can impact your financial life. Whether you're already in retirement and already made those retirement decisions and thinking about spending, gifting, creating the income you need as tax efficiently as possible or worried about running out of money or um, low interest rate environment, rising health care costs or any of these other market volatility. Or if you're someone who's still working and thinking when I can afford to retire or what steps I can take to protect my long-term financial stability. And regardless of where you're at in that spectrum of retiring or being retired or already retired, um, there are things you can do when it comes to your financial life and to be as proactive as possible. And there's opportunities in every economic situation if you take advantage of them. And you're again, you're listening to Financial Food for Thought, but we are sponsored by the estate planning team. And the estate planning team is a fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm that's been helping people now around Greater Cleveland more than 35 years through unbiased objective advice and analysis 
We're traditional fee-based um, financial planners. The number crunchers, what we do is financial modeling, objective analysis so that you understand if I make this financial decision today, what's the long-term effect? And um, playing with all these different variables to give you peace of mind and helping you create the income you need and giving you clarity of what's realistically as far as spending and what you can do and what's not and addressing those financial disruptors or challenges you face and knowing if life throws you a curveball, um, you know how to address it and you can be prepared. We offer a free no obligation consultation for anyone and we're doing those still in person with precautions or by phone whatever you're more convenient uh, for you. And we're scheduling now through the end of the year and the early part of 2021 if you want to get the year off right. And hopefully 2021 will definitely be a better year than this one. And we have affordable hourly and affordable comprehensive retainers, whether you need a little bit of help with analysis specific to specific needs or if you need help with all the steps with analysis, recommendations, and then it's important to implement things correctly. So if you want to take advantage of a free consultation, you can give us a call at 440-239-2090. Leave a message. We'll get back to you on Monday morning. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So again, we're going to, you know, um, talk a little bit about year-end planning, Carrie. Um, we've got some tax briefs to go over. we got some things to talk about first. Um, and then we'll... We'll uh, see what the experts are saying about Black Plague Friday this year. Black um, No, there's still so much. Carrie, plague. don't share your air. Remember, that's my the, air. The, yeah. Do you hear that? That's no. one of the politician is claiming. That's what he's shouting out. Oh, my out. gosh. Don't we share your air. We all share our air. America, it's not the ceremony. It's the party after. <laughs> um, all right. So a couple of, couple of notes. Um, the new Social Security benefit statements are out. Mm-hmm. You know, we always say they come out at around this time, around Thanksgiving. Sometimes you get them before Thanksgiving. Sometimes you get them after Thanksgiving. Um, if you have an online account, you know, at SocialSecurity.gov, you know, you can go in and, you know, look at yours. It's there. And so uh, you can get the information from there. Otherwise, if you're not, you know, doing that, you're just going to get it in the mail here any day. And so we, we always remind um, certainly our clients, and I know clients listen to this show, so, you know, it's a heads up to you guys, too. You know, it, when you get them, before you file them away, never to see the light of day again, shoot us a copy because, we, you know, we want to, you know, keep track of that. And, and you know, because that is going to tell you not only what your new benefit is, it's going to be a 1.3% increase, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it also tells you, if, you know, what your new Medicare premiums are going to be. You know, your Medicare B, and right. if you are on Medicare D, you know, what is going to be coming out from there. It'll also, you know, if you did elect, voluntarily elect federal withholding, it'll tell you what the, you know, the federal withholding is going to be for this year. And I can't tell you, Carrie, you know, we've been, you know, helping clients for over 35 years. How many times when a new client comes in or, or even, you know, a client we hadn't seen in a while, when we, you know, they don't have that stuff memorized, you know, um, I mean, it, it just recently it came up again where a new client and we were doing, you know, some stuff and we said, well, and I, one of the questions was, well, how much, you know, do you have any withholding going on your Social Security benefit? Right. Because mm-hmm. when they filled out the, the questionnaire, they left that blank. So we just always right. double checked and they said, oh, yeah, I, I have. I just don't remember how much it is. Right. And I'm like, well, are you sure? I go, do you remember because it's not automatic, you know, no. you know, if you want withholding on your Social Security, you have to be active about it. Right. They automatically do not withhold right. any federal and, income and, taxes. And they don't support Ohio withholding, by the way, right. you know, the federal withholding. And she goes, oh, I'm sure we have it. Well, guess what, Gary? They double checked. And guess what? They were? They don't. Oh. See, she was convinced that she had elected federal withholding. And then when and, and we so we we headed off a problem. Because she was thinking she was going to have, you know, that she had taxes paid in for her Social Security benefit, when in fact she didn't. And and in all fairness, maybe at one time she requested that, in all fairness, not to take a shot at our government, but, you know, sometimes things aren't followed through, which is why when I mentioned earlier the implementation 
I mean, part of our day with the clients, if you sent something while well, withdrawal or anything else, did it come like you thought it would? Because guess what? Sometimes it's done wrong. Especially sometimes in the year of the Rona. Sometimes it doesn't get done. Yeah, because customer service people working from home, um, we find errors all the time. Yeah. So you can't double check enough. Um, mm-hmm. But but so again, that's why we say, yeah, before you file, because the, the, the problem that we've realized is, is these new Social Security benefits that has all this important information that never winds up in what we would normally consider your financial or your tax files. No. Um, and so you're so we, we recommend, yeah, get, keep that with your current financial files or your um, tax files. That way you can always double check things when it gets to tax season. Now, the second thing you get, of course, from Social Security is their ten, their own special 1099. Right. That's what comes around tax time, and that's the one that everybody gives to their tax preparer. Yeah, that's important, but this, the new benefit. And the other reason why the Social Security benefit same is important is, be, or if you're if you're on Medicare and not collecting Social Security yet, you, you'll be getting soon what your new Medicare premiums are. And by the way, are you going to be assessed an IRMA adjustment, you know, the income-related monthly adjustment amount? Because if you're not familiar with that, you know, how much the government charges you for Medicare is based on your income, right? And there's different thresholds. So um, we just got those thresholds for 2020 announced. Now, remember, or 2021 announced. <laughs> now, remember, for 2021, you know, where you're getting the new notices right now for, they're going to use your 2019 tax return, mm-hmm. right? That's because that's the only one they have filed. Right? I mean, you haven't filed your 2021 or your 2020 tax return yet. So they have to use the latest one filed, which happens to be 2019. Now, the issue is if you had a lot of income in 2019, that is not going to happen again in 2021. If it's certain kind of like wages, there's a common example, Carrie. Let's say you were still working in 2019. So you had a lot of wages, but in 2021, you're retired. Mm -hmm. That's what we call a life changing event. Right. And that gives you the right to appeal what Medicare is planning on using based on your 2019 tax return. The key is, though, you've, you've got 60 days to appeal that from the date you get this new Social Security benefit statement or the the amount from Medicare if you're not collecting Social Security yet. So that's another reason why we say, especially if you're getting hit with an IRMA adjustment, you know, be active about it. And, you know, and, um, you know, because chances are you don't want to lose your appeal process. And you know what? Sometimes with the holidays, people think I'm going to do it later and then you miss it and too, yeah. it's too late. 60 days around the holidays goes quick. Right. Um, and we've had many people where even we've called and reminded them didn't get it done. Right now. So what is the Medicare premium going to be? So the base one is going to be for 2021. It's going to be one hundred and forty eight dollars and fifty cents. That's for Medicare B. And that takes you up, you know, that first threshold carry is 176000 married jointly um, or 88000 single, right? Or 88000 married filing separate. Um, but so if you, and that's modified adjusted gross income. So to get modified adjusted gross income, you've got to take your AGI or how they're going to do it. They're going to take your, they're going to look at your 2019 tax return. They're going to take your AGI and they're going to add back any tax-free municipal interest that you're reporting. Right. Okay, that gets you to MAGI or modified just gross income. And if that's a dollar over that threshold, boom, mm-hmm. you get hit. Right. Um, now, so that also leads to some planning. Um, we talked about year end planning, right, Carrie? Because right. if you want, if you're trying to, you know, your 2020 tax return, mm-hmm. you know, your 2020 tax year right now, that will affect your 2022 Medicare premium. Right. It's a year by year, you know, review, right? So if there's if you if right now, you know, what we're doing for a lot of our clients working with their CPAs and their investment advisors, we're saying, hey, are you getting close to one of those thresholds? Right. All right. Um, Because if you are, you might want to try to trigger, you know, do something before year end Mm -hmm. to get below that. Right. Right. Um, So we'll talk more about that. The other thing I did want to mention, um, you know, of course, in the year of the Rona, you know, all RMDs were suspended, right? So you don't normally at this time of year, we're, we're you know, reminding folks, make sure you got your RMDs done, right? You know, because if you miss an RMD, carry, it's a 50% penalty, right? Um, so, but we don't have to worry about that this year. 
um, because, you know, the government suspended not only your own individual RMDs required minimums, but also if you are have a beneficiary or sometimes we call that an inherited IRA where you had a required minimum that has also been suspended for 2020 only. Right. Uh, but there was also another and that was and that was um, the part of the CARES Act. But remember, um, there was also we, we, we get to questions and we talked about it back Remember, one of the things that President Trump did a couple of years ago is, remember, he put out a, an executive order. He wanted the IRS to review the life tables, right, the, mm-hmm. you know, what the RMDs are based on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's three, you know, life tables, Carrie, that the right. IRS uses. There's a uniform life table. There's right. the joint life table. And there's the single or individual life table. Right. Um, so d- typically, when you're talking about required minimum distributions, most people use the joint, or I'm sorry, they use the uniform table. Okay, mm-hmm. so most of you are going to use the uniform table. If you are married and your spouse is more than 10 years younger than you and the sole beneficiary of your IRA, you can use the joint life table. Um, and then if you inherited an IRA, you're going to use the single life table. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, so that, that's the, you know, the general rule. Well, um, so what happens, you know, I, so IRS came out with new proposed life, uh, life expectancies, Carrie, right? And originally, this was back in 20, you know, this was back in, um, I think, 2019 or even 2018 when this all started. And they were initially thinking that they would be going into effect for 2021. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, or they're not. These, but they have now recently announced that, yeah, they have, you know, they have approved the new tables. Right. They're ready to go, but they won't take effect till 2022. Okay. All right. Um, so you would still use the old tables for 2021. Now, it's not a big change. It's about a two-year difference in okay. ages. Um, and the last time this was done was a generation ago. It was about 20 years ago. Okay. Last time they changed it. So they change it once every generation, right? Um, and so, you know, typically, um, you, you know, if if, uh, if 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 you were waiting for that, because we, we've had clients ask us about that, and we just keep saying, well, it's not finalized yet, or it doesn't, you know, but now we know that it is scheduled to take place in 2022. Um yeah, and and like I said, it, it's um, it, it's interesting because it, you know if you look at the numbers, um, for example, um, like right now, Carrie, the age, you know, part of the Secure Act, you know, they it, it, it said the required minimum age now is seventy two, right? So as long as you didn't attain age seventy and a half before January first of twenty twenty. Your required minimum distribution start date is age 72, right? And still the same rule. You have until April 1st for the first one. You know, you could wait till April 1st of the year following the calendar year. You attain age 72. But if you do wait, then you'd have to do a second RMD by the end of that year. Or you take your first RMD in the calendar year, you attain age 72. All right. So currently the age 72 uniform life factor is 25.6. Okay. So the new proposed one is going to be 27.4. Okay. So just short of um, two years. So, you know, if you do the math on that, that means currently your first, you know, the percentage wise at now at 72 would be about 3.9%. Okay. Okay. Um, Under the new rule with about two years more, it's going to be back down percentage wise to about 3.6%. Okay. Strangely enough. 3.6% 3.6% was when your age 70 and a half began. So, mm. so it's funny how they got to that same number. Right. Carrie, right? Um, yeah, we kind of forgot about the Secure App. The Secure You Act. know, remember in January we were doing classes and talking about all the changes with the Secure Act, and then we had COVID and then the CARES Act. and Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> people I, forgot. I, and I'm surprised that people still don't know that um, minimum required now is 72, because I heard somebody a couple weeks ago say, don't I have to take it at 70 and a half? No. Well, because they're in their 60s and really not 
relevant to them at this point. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah I've corrected many people, Carrie. They say, oh, the new rule is 72 and a half, right? No. No. No, it's 72. And here's the thing, though. If you're retired and you don't have minimum required distributions to 72, for many people, that opens up a window of opportunity to pull money from your IRAs or company plans in many cases at a much lower tax rate. You can use it for spending. You can convert it to a Roth. For us, for many people, it opened up an opportunity. Um, and we're always looking for opportunities, especially when things are during these times of uncertainty. I mean, we do that anyway, but even more so, every dollar counts and every dollar in my pocket is for, or a client's pocket counts. Um, it's all about the net spendable dollars. And the estate planning team has been helping people more than 35 years. We're not investment advisors. Our clients either do play that role themselves or we work and on coordination of advisors with our clients' existing advisors in place to try to get the best results possible. But we do offer free consultations, no obligation, no pressure, by phone or in person. Um, And we do have early morning and evening availability for busy working people to accommodate schedules. So we're here to help. If we can't help you, we'll let you know. You can call 440-239-2090. Leave a message. We'll get back to you on Monday. That's 440-239-2090. Or if you visit the website, financialfoodforthought.com, you can sign up for newsletters. There's podcasts and other helpful information on the website. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right. And and again, it's not too late to do some year-end planning, but... It's getting close. It's getting late. See, here's the thing. And if you... You have to have time to do the analysis and then implement. And just because a company, you know, you get it their day, usually they have, we talk about, we've asked the clients, our clients that listen know this, the drop dead date. In December, it used to be a lot later. It's the day that the paper, you have to have a paperwork into the company in order for them to implement it for the 2020 tax year. Yeah, as long as, sometimes they say, Carrie, if if you want it guaranteed that we'll get it done. that they could. And I'm telling you, with COVID and all of this going on and companies working remotely, I would want to make sure that that is guaranteed to be in by that date. Because one year we ran and somebody wanted to do a Roth conversion and the advisor did it January 2nd or 3rd. Well, we didn't want to do it then because it's a whole different calendar year. Some of that even happened without the client knowing it. Right. They got the bad news the next year when they when they got their December statements. They said, where's my Roth conversion? And then they call up their investment advisor, mm-hmm. the custodian, and say, what happened to my Roth conversion? They said, oh, well, we couldn't get it done by December 31st. Don't worry, we did it in January. No, no, it wasn't planned for the next tax year. And guess what? There's no do-over in Roth conversions. Anymore. Because that was taken away. The Roth recharacterizations has been eliminated. Um, All right. Uh, You know, the market, you know, so a couple things. So the vaccine was positive news, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We we didn't, you know, as we said on this show months ago, you know, don't plan on that next stimulus check for your, you know, Black Friday (laughs) shopping. Don't hold it. Hold your breath. Um, and you're not going to get the stimulus check for your Black Friday shopping. Um, will you get it by the end of the year? No. Um, but it's, it's possible. I don't think so because I don't think. Congress... A lot of people say it's not possible because of the Georgia runoff that's not happening on January 5th and that you still have neither Republicans or Democrats want to um, you know, work together until that is settled. Right. And so they know the, the landscape of the Senate, you know, after that runoff election is announced. Um, so we'll see. Um, but, you know, also on this show last week, I was kind of talking about we thought that Joe Biden may actually announced, you know, who he's going to name as Treasury Secretary mm-hmm. before Thanksgiving. And lo and behold, one of the names I mentioned last week, Carrie, was Janet Yellen. Right. Well, she's a smart lady. Um, and that's indeed who he chose. Now, that's a very interesting pick. Um, again, it breaks the mold of like, you know, Minuchin, you know, which is the Wall Street, you know, Goldman Sachs. But whiz she's kid. very smart, though. She's oh, a she's. Smart oh, lady. yeah. They always say she's a smart. How you always say right. anyone I've ever th- heard talk about her said she's always the smartest person in the room. But also they say she is a very good um you know, going across the aisle, you know, not, you know, Which getting bipartisan what, honestly, support. Which is honestly what you need. I think that's what you, we need right now. I think we need to get rid of them all. And then, so. You know, and she may just be the one who, Carrie, who can, you know, can bring, you know, bridge this gap. 
between the oh, this gap's the, getting bigger. the Democrat stimulus package. You know, Nancy's come down to about two point two trillion. Okay, um, the White House, and you know, I don't know. Are if, they giving up their pension or their salaries a little bit? You know, Carrie, what's two point two trillion? It's not. I, I, yeah. Um, it, you know, you know and, what, Mark? You and I, taxpayers, are going to pay. It's not just government; it's tax dollars. Carrie, we're in, we're we're in the middle of a pandemic. You know, you know, just print the money and right, give it to but us. But what about the money? That wasn't used before. Everybody keeps talking about all this billions of dollars we didn't even use from from the spring. Well, it it, it be, because Carrie, the, the 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 opposing position there is that the Fed hasn't had to use it. See, that's good news. See, that's a that's a security blanket. Right. The Federal Reserve has this five hundred billion or whatever it is, right. four hundred ninety six billion. Let's and then, use that though. They will if the companies fail again. That's the point. But, but you don't just throw more money at a problem when you have money yeah, in the it, bank. So he takes a security blanket it away and now they fail now you got a problem i know but then you deal with it what if you don't then you're just throwing more money at a problem wasn't that the janet's per- gonna fix this Gary. i sure hope somebody fixes it you know uh she i don't you know, have much faith in our government anymore um she is going to i think she may be the one who's going to bridge this gap you know you know the white house was going up to 1.5 i'm not quite sure that um you know, cocaine Mitch is at one point five. You know, he keeps talking about, you know, how he remembers where, you know, five hundred billion was real money one day. Um, in yeah, the past. no um, kidding. But, you know, I think he I think he is movable, especially, you know, it, it, you know, after the, the Georgia. We'll see what happens in Georgia. But, you know, maybe she's the one who can, you know, work together and and, you know, get this, you know, because what everyone said from day one, everyone outside of Capitol Hill, that is. Okay, the Democrats want three trillion. The Republicans want one trillion. You, you, good, you do two, and let's move on. I still think that's where we're going to end up, and I think Janet may be the one to get us there. Now you got me completely off track, Carrie. Um, talking about, I mean, Joe Biden, though. I mean, wow, has anyone accomplished more from the basement than Joe? I mean, Carrie, he hasn't even done his first. You know, Oval Office uh, meeting at Carrie and the doll hit thirty thousand. But I, but I don't say that's him. Can you? I'm cracking up because I think it's more the COVID vaccine and people's comfort level. I mean, what has he accomplished in forty some years? Not a whole lot. Because he wasn't in the basement. If you keep him in the basement, he's going to get everything done. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. He won the presidential election staying in the basement. Oh, that's so sad. I'm trying to be very upbeat this holiday season, Mark. Um. The dark winter's coming, Carrie. No. Um, There's always sunshine. All right. So when we talk about year-end planning, um, what are some of the things? So one of the things you want to one is, uh, you know, you want to check your withholding, right? You're, you know, mm-hmm. I mentioned that before, how I was talking about a case where the client thought for sure they were having withholding done on Social Security until they checked, right? Um now, um, so, you know, because you're working with those safe harbors, right? And, you know, you want to now that, you know, getting to the end of the year, hey, are you within the safe harbors? You know, you've got the previous year safe harbor. you got the current year safe harbor. If you don't know what I'm talking about, come in for a consultation, right? Um, but the, the idea is, all right, now you also, you know, you can, if you're working W-2, you can, you know, get your latest pay stub and see where you are at year to date you know, for federal and Ohio withholding and how many more pays do you have remaining? And then you can extrapolate where you'll be at the end of the year. All right. Um, if, you know, if you've got pensions, you can double check those and things like that. If you're still, you know, even though you don't have any required minimum distributions, if you're still planning on doing a distribution because you need money for cash for that black, you know, Friday shopping, um, you want to know, hey, that's one last chance where you can make withholding elections, right? Um, if you're if you're a little bit short of your safe harbor. Now, people say, well, Mark, can I just get caught up on making a quarterly estimate? Because I know the fourth quarter estimate isn't due until January right. 15th. But the problem is with the quarterly estimates, those are timed by the government. Right. You're supposed to be paying those timely. Now, in the year of the Rona, it was a little bit weird, right? Because remember, the first two were extended until July 15th. Normally, the first quarter is due April 15th, the second quarter, June, third quarter, September 15th, and the fourth quarter, January 15th. In the year of the Rona, remember, they extended the first two until July 15th. So, you know, so, but the problem is, 
you know, you're supposed to have 50% of your tax paid by July 15th, another 25% by September, and the final 25% in January, if you were doing it all by uh, estimates. So if you haven't made any estimates yet, you're behind. Mm -hmm. And so you just can't make a big fourth quarter estimate. You still could get dinged an underestimated interest penalty. But a lot of people think you can. The difference is with withholding. As long as it's withheld by December 31st, the government treats it as coming in evenly throughout the whole year. So that's right. how you can get caught Which up. Which we've had a lot of clients do no withholding on their pensions during the year or none on Social Security. And then don't do it on anything else. And then in December, when they do a final IRA distribution payment, they do 100% withholding on that amount just to cover their safe harbor. Right. Then or, they use their money when rates are good. They're using their money, allowing their money to work for them throughout the year. Or if, um, you know, if uh, if you're not doing IRA, if you're if you're working and you've got, you know, th- you know, your final December pay stubs, you bump up the withholding. You know, you, right. you do a new W-4 form, talk right. to your payroll department and say, hey, I need, you know, I, I, you know, you still have to have the cash flow at home. Right. But if you had to make the estimated payment, you'd lose the cash flow anyway. Right. So, you know, um, but anyways. Um, all right. Um, so and especially in this year, also, we're seeing uh, we're, we're seeing a unique, you know, uh, side effect of the Rona and the no required minimum distributions, because a lot of taxpayers, carry they were normally, when they had required minimums, they were doing withholding on the required minimums. Mm-hmm. Well, this year, they're not doing required minimums, so guess what? They don't have that withholding. Right. Now, Although, the, if they didn't do minimum, they may have to have less total tax due. Right, but still, the robot is probably assuming that whatever you had had on IRA distribution withholding last year is the same as this year. Mm-hmm. And that so you may be caught there. That's why you have to check. Um, all right. Um, also, you know, uh, let's see, bunching, you know, we, we, we still have the, the idea of bunching, you know, that's where you, if you can't itemize every other year, some, you mean every year? Yeah. If you can't itemize every year, you, you, bu- you, you itemize yeah, every other you year, you try to itemize it. You try to bunch, you know, deductions. So you're at least itemizing every other year. Right. Where that's why I think, um, when I was at the dentist appointment this week before Thanksgiving, lady came in and saying, hey, I know I need some work done. Can I prepay that bill this year? Right. <laughs> some lady had a hefty bill. Now, so med- so what are the three that you can pretty much deal in bunching? Well, one is the medical expenses. Right. right? Now, remember. Sometimes. Yeah. Now, remember, too, this is the last year, supposedly, where the threshold, you know, you, you can only deduct medical over 7.5% right. of your AGI. It's scheduled to go up to 10% next year. Right. Now, it's been postponed before. Right, two or three I, times. Yeah, I've been happy. I deduct in our household, so yes, I was happy that seven and a half percent was good for twenty twenty. It's scheduled to go to ten percent for so this you know for twenty twenty one. Congress again may extend it again. We'll see. Real estate taxes. Well, you can you know pay two years of real estate taxes mm-hmm. in one year, but that's kind of been limited, Carrie, because of the salt cap. You know the ten thousand a year cap on you know state and local taxes. So that's kind of taken that one away. The other one, of course, is charitable contributions, and we'll talk more about that um, here in a minute. Um, also, the time of year, you know, you, you know, and the, the year in planning, you can see, Carrie, how this involves the coordination of advisors, right? Mm-hmm. So what about your, if you have taxable brokerage accounts, you know, what about capital gains? What about harvesting losses? Right. You know, those are things you can be looking at doing. You know, I've had more than a few clients that, you know, right now we've been asking this time of year, we're asking their investment advisors to provide us with year to date realized gains, right? Mm-hmm. And they're shocked at what the gains are coming in for 2020. Mm-hmm. See, see, there, there's a big disconnect out there, Carrie, you know, that, that, you know, realized capital gains is not highly correlated to your actual rate of return on your investments in any one year. Mm-hmm. It's not the same thing. Right. And so many people think that way, you know, that, oh, well, how can I have big capital gains? I don't have that much of a return. It doesn't work that way. Hmm. Okay. They're not correlated. You could have an actual loss for the year. Meaning your balance in your investment account is lower at December 31st than it was on January 1st. And you could still have capital gains. Which I think it happens con- all the time. It's confusing for people. 
Um, so yeah, so you know you you have to you know you have to and now some of the good brokerage statements, those monthly statements that nobody looks at, Gary, right? Some of them are really good because they give you a running total of realized gains and losses. By the way, they also give you the real you know the the year to date interest and dividends. Um, I love the, I love when my client statements have that on there. You know, if, now if your statement doesn't have that on there, you gotta, you know, you gotta be active. You gotta pick up the phone. You gotta request a year-to-date realized gain loss report. They'll get it to you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you pay them for. Um, all right. Um, now, if you're so, you know, so one of the things is the harvesting losses. You know, if you've got unrealized losses, you want to sell that. You know, don't remember. You know, don't forget about the wash sale rules. You know, if you, you know, you've got to wait thirty days before you repurchase. A similar that same or similar position that you harvest a loss on, um, and so and so w- w- where does this come into effect? Well, a lot of this is in the year in planning is because one of the thresholds that we're looking for is the zero percent long term capital gain rate, right? So currently, Carrie, for a single person, that's forty thousand dollars of taxable income. Mm-hmm. For a married jointly, it's eighty thousand okay. dollars, and for a head of household, it's fifty three thousand six hundred. Okay. Um, by the way, they're up a little bit for 2021. It's about okay. a 1% increase. So sure. for single people in 2021, if you're watching that, if that's part of your plan. Right. And it should be if you're in those, bra- where you're getting those capital gains. You know, it's going to be 40400 a joint, 80800 and head of household, 54100 for Do- next year. Doesn't Biden want to get rid of the zero capital gains rate, by the way? Only if you have over $1 million. Okay. In income. Okay. Carrie, you're, so you're going to be cut out, Carrie, of that. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, but most people I didn't are. know. I Yeah. Uh, remember, Carrie, Biden said no one making less than 400000 is going to get one penny of tax increase. However, even that independent tax group said it's going to trickle down to everybody. No, no, no. Carrie, you, you didn't hear me. No one making under 400000 is right. going to get one penny of increase in taxes. One penny of increase, they're going to get more? <laughs> I don't know. Um, now, um, all right. Um, Roth conversions. Big, big. I mean, how often, carry how many, how many Roth decades conversions have we scenarios? been talking about Roth conversion year in planning, especially this year in the year there's no required oh, minimum. And if how many people do we know? If you're in a zero bracket and you think, well, I'm not paying taxes anyway, but you have annuities that are non-qualified or an IRA or other IRAs and company plans, and you're in a zero tax bracket, you're missing a huge opportunity to take the money out of those assets and um, max out that zero bracket. You had a client last week. um, They needed money for cash flow. They needed to build up the cash reserve. They had some things come up this year, depleted it. They can take 8,000 out of their annuities an IRA is a combination of and pay zero in taxes. Yeah. $8,000 that's not going to cost them a dime to generate. In taxes, yeah. See? Now, based on things hitting their tax return next year because they didn't take any minimum required distributions, they're normal, which their minimum would not put them in a zero. Um, so, yeah. I mean, there's opportunities all the time. It just takes effort, and that effort that you put into it makes a big difference to your bottom line. Right. Carrie, you always say, if you don't max out your zero bracket, you'll never get a chance. I mean, that's a lost opportunity. Mm-hmm. You don't get to carry that over the next Each year. Each tax year stands alone. All right. Um, all right, Carrie. So we said we talked a little bit about the Black Plague Friday forecast, right? Um, so the, you, you haven't heard the Black Plague Friday. It's a real no, thing, Carrie. No, okay. that's so. See, I probably if I saw that, I would like not click on it because it's so negative. There's so all many right. negative well, stuff. The, the real urban de- definition of a Black Plague Friday. Oh, do not look at an urban dictionary, Mark. Those um, are, there's some bad definitions to right. that. Um, you know, is the idea that it's really defined as a buying event bigger than Black Friday. This marks the day after a president of a country shuts traveling borders, um, like in Europe, or, you know, sparking of a pepper buying frenzies. So this is the idea when the government shuts things down and people go on a buying spree, right? Okay. And what are the first things that go off the shelves? Toilet paper. Toilet paper, hand sanitizers, face masks, and canned goods. Yeah, Uh, because I was in the store a couple weeks ago, and... 
I just needed toilet paper in my house. And I was like, I have a daughter coming home from, you know, just stock. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is two weeks ago. I was like, I was so oh, upset. good Lord. And I, was... and I have a septic system, so I, I have to be selective and get the cheaper toilet paper. Here, I was even worse. <laughs> At all these last weekend, there was no bacon. I was crushed. Really? I was crushed. I love all these. Um, all right. Um, so You know, what... you said that two weeks ago. My son shops. I got him shopping at Aldi's. He did say there was no bacon. I know. And we go to, I'm sure, a different one. Heck with the toilet paper. <laughs> give, me, give me my bacon. The toilet paper is still important. Yeah. All right. Um, so how are, you know, so Black Friday, you know, again, the real definition of Black Friday, it, it kind of grew out of the idea that um, historically it was the day when, you know, retailers books, you know, you go from the red, you know, in, in into the black, meaning you're finally making a profit, you know, when the when that when those early Christmas sales come in. It got to be a much bigger event, Carrie. Remember the you know, with the the long lines and all that stuff, right? Uh, people waiting in line, you know, camping out. Um so in the year of the Rona, you know, with the K shaped recovery going on, we, you know, we really don't know. I mean <laughs> There's been sluggish sales in certain sectors, Carrie, of course, you know, food, dining, tourism, you know, Hollywood movie theater. I mean, you know, obviously they're not going to have a stellar season, right? But there's also, you know, the toilet paper industry is doing wonderful, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, you know, the liquor stores are doing wonderful. Right. Um, home improvement stores are doing wonderful. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, so- and they've been doing great since when things were shut down. There were times Lowe's or Home Depot on a weekend. I was like, I'm not waiting in line to go in the store. So, but also though, you know, but we've been plagued with supply chain issues, right? You know, have you tried to get a a, a washing machine part lately? No. You're going to wait. Okay. Okay. Um, You you know, and the the workplace safety issues, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's been a big issue as well. So we don't know. Um, Now, of course... The recent trend has been a shift, you know, from in-store to online, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, in fact, last year, I think the National Retail Federation said that was, I think, the first time where Americans actually, their shopped online over the Thanksgiving, you know, weekend was more than actually people going out to the stores. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, uh, creditcards.com did a survey this year that showed that more than two out of three shoppers plan to do most of their seasonal shopping online this year. Okay. And hmm. and it's not only because of the virus, but that certainly has a part of it. You it's know, just convenience. Who's going to go to them? It's convenience. You hit the nail on the head, right, Gary. Convenience. 70% of them said it's convenience. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and so so what's replaced? So we don't, and also we don't have to worry about those camping in lines at three o'clock in the morning. Right. right? Outside in the cold. That's the only reason I'm planning on going. Um, but. <laughs> They're saying we have an equivalent on the internet. Hmm. Okay, so what they're saying is that the equivalent. Remember, those, they used to call them the doorbuster sales, right? Because right. um, people would be camping right outside the door. Um, the equivalent today is if there's a hot item out there, you know that that the online ads are saying right. is, is going to be you know a doorbuster. It's you know starting at a certain point. People are loading up their carts. You know how if you're on shopping oh, online yeah. and, you, and you place it in your cart? And just waiting to yes, click? Yes, yes. So um, that's oh, kind of like, you know, the... the um, oh, geez. So how big, you know, overall has Black Friday sales growth? See, it's been incredible really since 2016. Uh, so year over year, you know, the Black Friday shopping is going up, you know, in 16, it was $5.27 billion. Okay, Carrie, up 17.7% from the previous year. In 2017, it was 7.9 billion, a 49% year over year increase. In 2018, it was 9.9 billion. Okay, um, up 25%. Um, In 2019, 11.9 billion. Wow. That was last year. Okay, um, now what are they expected to be this year? Um, well, they don't expect 20% increases. They actually think it'll actually be lower year over year. You know, okay. we, we think that, um, you know, because of the virus and the case shape, there's a lot of people that aren't going to have discretionary income to do Christmas. So they're actually thinking it'd be about 
um, 11 billion, which would be about a 7.5 percent decline from the previous year. Hmm. However, however, Deloitte is an outsider on that, Kerry. Deloitte is still thinking that holiday spending will be up one to one and a half percent. Okay. Um, but they also think that you know, with the you know the the, the shoppers, they're going to be looking for bigger discounts. You know, we, right? You know, bigger they, deals. Yeah, I'm all about the deals. They don't think twenty percent is going to move people. Mm. You know, you're talking. No, I think you need a little more. Yeah, I think you're talking fifty, sixty percent with free shipping. Oh, geez. You know, I think maybe you're going to get it. But um, but you know, so if, are you shopping for a TV this year, Carrie? No. Um, so they're saying that a seventy inch 4K TV. Carrie, any idea what that's going to be going for in the door? Seventy inch. Yeah, 4K. If that matters. I would um, say five ninety nine. Carrie, you're right on five fifty. Okay. All right. Um, a sixty inch, about two hundred. You can get a sixty inch TV for two hundred fifty dollars. That's a pretty are, are good you deal. Kidding me? Wow. Um, Remember when big screen, the flat screens first came out? How expensive they were. Yeah. You're talking like um, thousands. And and the other reason why, you know, Deloitte is saying that they still think the spending will be good is because, um, of, again, because there's a lot of people who are doing very, very well. If you maintained your job during the shutdown, you're probably doing all right because, you know what, you probably didn't spend any other money this year. Right. All the other discretionary spending for travel and movies right. and dining, you, you know, probably haven't spent that, right? Um, and you know, a lot of predicting that strong toy sales carry, right? Okay. Um, because they're saying, you know, mom and dad are going to feel real bad that the kids had to endure such a terrible year. Did you buy that argument, Carrie? No. Um, my kids better not pull that. Well, your kids, (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. Um, I think maybe, you know, the parents are thinking, I'm, we have to buy that new gaming system. Right. Maybe they want it themselves, Carrie. Could be. Or maybe they want, you know, if they're working from home, they want their kids busy on something so they could get their, you know, work done. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are the gaming prices? Are there going to be big discounts on those, Carrie? I don't know. No, because there's so much demand, they don't have to discount them. You know, so um, now if you want the old PS4, it's going to be, you know, $200. Okay. Um, if you want the new PS5. What? Forget it. It just says full price. Yeah. Um, if you want the old Xbox, you know, yeah. it's about 200 bucks. Okay. Okay. If you want the new Xbox Series 10. What is price. it? How much is it? They don't say. It's just, you know, <laughs> it depends on how many people want it, I guess. Um yeah, you know, so we don't know how that's going to, you know, work. Um, so what are some other trends on the Black Plague Friday shopping? Um, so, you know, again, they think Amazon is going to be, you know, what are some free shipping, Carrie? I don't know. Um, I think that's going to be important. But, you know, we already have FedEx and UPS saying, hey, we they already have a shortage of delivery trucks. Right. Um, you know, so, you know, how about curbside pickup? Okay, so, you know, remember the other alternative, if you can't wait for shipping, right? because you got to give Aunt Martha, you know, the the return gift because she gave you the fruitcake, you know, you got to get it. You got to get it now. Right. Um, But you're not going to walk into that store with the virus. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're saying, you know, that that local, you know, online curbside where you just order online and go Go pick up, go stand in the parking lot. How about a lottery system where you bid or actually pay for a time slot? To go in with a select number of oh, other... Oh, I'm not doing that. No lines? No. If I want something, I'll go get it or I'll find something else. All right, get us out of here. Good. Call 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Have a great weekend. Have a great Thanksgiving. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.